Hi guys, I'm Amy and I teach French and German here at the Academy. Um, they've asked me to come on the podcast, which I'm absolutely delighted about, to have a bit of a chat with you about doing French at Eaton Cert. Um, so I suppose we're going to break down the paper a bit. We'll look at like, the benefits of studying French, why you would, um, or you know what you can get out of studying French. Um, I suppose things that you might have heard are really difficult about the paper and things that I can hopefully reassure you a bit about. And I suppose at the beginning of the year, then what you can do to make like you could obviously be in fifth or sixth year to what, what you can do to make the two years ahead of you or the year going into the exam work a bit more for you, make them a bit easier, make it a bit more, I suppose, productive. So that at the end of the year, you're like, Grant, I'm so ready to go and smash this exam. I know exactly what I'm doing because I've been really, really organized from the beginning. Um, so I suppose the first question is, what are the benefits of studying French? And I think obviously like a lot of people say, well, well I have to, but if you get outside of I'm doing this because I have to and think, okay, well, what can I get out of this subject just in general? It really, really, I, it really opens you up to being able to use French, you know, beyond school and more than just sitting down and writing a diary entry and an opinion piece, you can use it to actually go places. And I know that that's really easy for me to say as a language teacher, like obviously you can teach, but with, with French in particular and with languages in general, I think what's really nice is there are so many, especially nowadays, so many job opportunities with languages um, especially I suppose then as well, the benefit you have is that you are native English speakers for the most part, I would imagine English is your first language. And it doesn't often happen that a native English speaker will speak more than one language. It's not something that we push very much. So if you're kind of like, okay, I'm not really sure, you know, am I just gonna power through these two years and then just be happy that the exam is done? It's something that you can really bear in mind. Like, yes, it's something that you will have in the job kind of you know whatever fields you decide to go into it will give you an edge above everyone else it's also something that's offered with a lot of courses nowadays and i think as we kind of move around a bit more and as like i kind of went away during college obviously i did languages so i went on erasmus and it was amazing to have language to get more out of that year and then i moved away as well after i finished my first degree and worked abroad for a while and again i wouldn't have had that opportunity without speaking languages so if you're like well i would love to see a bit more of the world I would love to move around a bit. I would love to basically just get those experiences that you get from having languages. Then it's something that's really, really, I think personally, obviously, and I'll, I'll push that always, it's really important to keep up. Um, I know as well, like nowadays, a lot of people are like, God, I'd love to kind of, you know, work within the EU. Like young people are a lot more political. So if you want to work in the EU, there are three official languages. You have to speak two of them. So you have to have two of English, French, and German. So obviously I've got all three because <laughs> that was something I decided to do when I was doing my degree. But having French is something that with the English then enables you to do that. You can't even apply for a job within the EU without having two of those three languages. So even before you sit down to study, even before you open a book, I think it's really, really important or really good to know that this can take you somewhere. It's not like, you know, a lot of students will go, oh, I'm doing the sciences because I want to be a doctor. I'm doing art because I want to go on and study fashion or you know, something like that, I'm doing English because I want to do that in college. A lot of people go, I'm just doing this because I have to. So again, I think straight away what's really important and what I try to kind of impart on my students is that learning languages is a journey. It can be really kind of one of those ones where you don't get the instant gratification because it's, it's a bit of a process, but it's something that can take you really, really far, even after finishing the Leaving Cert. Okay, so obviously now that brings us to the Leaving Cert. That is a paper you have to sit before you can go anywhere with French. And in grinds, I'll often say, okay, so, you know, do you know what the marking scheme looks like for this? Or do you know when this part of the exam happens? And a lot of my students will say, actually, no, I have no idea. 
So I think it's really, really important that we take a look at what exactly is expected of you. Like, how are you going to do really well in French if you haven't, from the beginning, sat down and go, okay, this is what I need to do, this is when it happens. So the exam for French is broken down, and obviously this kind of goes for other languages as well, broken down into four components. You have the speaking exam, you have your reading comprehension, you have your written work, and then you have the listening. So that's your four main competencies within language, listening or speaking, sorry, reading, writing, listening. So you have your oral, which will happen around Easter. I think in 2022, Easter is fairly late. So I would imagine that the oral will happen before the Easter holidays. Um, so that's 25% of your exam. It's kind of between nine and 12 minutes. It's just a conversation. I think the difference then if you do more than one language between French is that it's much less structured than other orals. Okay, so it is very much you are in charge. You are the person leading that. So and I know I'll kind of talk to you in a few minutes about how you can really make sure that you are planning your year so that you get the most out of it. And I suppose the, the mistakes to avoid the same mistakes. Once you're practicing a language, you're not making mistakes and making mistakes is what makes you better. But in terms of getting yourself organized, but you have your oral around Easter, that's 25%. After that, then we know we have the written paper is usually kind of on that second Wednesday of the exam. So I think in 2022, it's the 15th of June, which is my birthday. You cannot think of me while you do your exam. Thank you so much. And that's 55% of your grade. Okay, now we know that this year there's going to be some kind of adjustment to allow for the time that you missed in fifth year. Um, obviously, that's for your sixth year doing the exam. They have said, and obviously nothing is, is ever set in stone, but they've said that it will be kind of like the original adjustments we made with the papers so that you'll have your two comprehensions worth 60 marks each. That's 120 marks. That's 30% of your paper. That's standard. That's how it always is. Um, and that this year, so 2022 only, it is looking like you'll answer two written questions. One question one, which we always have to do, which should be 60 marks, okay? And then that's 15%. And then a question one, or sorry, the question one is 60 marks and that is 15%. And then you'll answer one more question. So that might be your diary entry, that might be your opinion piece, that might be your letter or email. That will be worth 40 marks and that's 10% of your overall grade. So there you have your 55%. Um, traditionally speaking, the paper would be broken down into two comprehensions worth 60 marks each. That's 120 marks, 30%. Um, and then you would have three written questions. So you have your question one, your obligatory question, which is traditionally worth 40 marks. And then you would answer two more questions worth 30 marks each. So that's, you know, your diary entry or your opinion piece or your letter, but normally you would have to do two of them. And then after that, and I think I really push it with my students because I, just you hear the horror stories of someone like leaving because they forget when you finish your written exam, 10 minutes after it finishes, you have your oral. okay? So don't, it's not like you're not for Irish for the leaving cert, you do the listening first and then you do your written paper. You have to remember to come back. Um, that's 20%, it's 80 marks. And again, I think what's really important, again, as I'll, I'll talk about it as we go through kind of what you should be looking at at the beginning of the year, make sure you're practicing those because it's the same kind of weird vocab, it's the same structure. It gets you used to listening to, you know, how many times they play it, where kind of, you know, you listen there for the break and you go, okay, that means the answer is before this and all of this kind of stuff. So that is basically everything you will need to do this year, or, you know, if you're in sixth year, everything that you'll have for French. Um, so we start off with the oral, and I know that that is something the students get really, really stressed out about. Okay. And like, I know that that is something that students think they have to be perfect for they think they have to be able to talk like a french person they think they have to know the word for every single thing 
and I suppose that coupled with the I suppose the fear of grammar that a lot of students have like I say to my students all the time I am a massive loser and the only interest that I have in my life is grammar and I know what that sounds like I, I do know that um but I think if you can kind of at this end of the year and this kind of ties in quite nicely to the advice I would give you for this year if you can kind of look at okay it's the beginning of the year I am going to make sure that first of all I practice for the oral okay that I, I'm speaking all the time that I am just going over the verbs until I could say them backwards in my sleep that is where you're going to do really really well so if I'm giving you I guess advice for French and what you should be doing at this point. I think at the beginning of the year, it's really, really important to make sure that you know your verbs. Okay, we have our big four. We have avoir, être, aller, faire. Know them in every tense, or every single tense. You won't use them in every single tense, but you have to know them. Okay, um, I suppose making sure that you know, like if you're like, I want to be able to say this in your oral. Like I say for the oral, the best way to do well is have your three Ps. So you've got plan, prepare, and preempt. So you want to plan what you're going to say. You want to prepare really, really strong vocab for that really, really nice expressions. And then you want to preempt the questions that you might get on that. And I think within that, that's where a really strong oral lies. And I say it all the time as well. I think it would be about two years now. Um, and I don't know if I've ever taught you, I'm like, oh, please give me a story. But I went in and I did a mock oral with a sixth year who absolutely blew me away. And I have never, I've never had the experience of sitting down with someone who did that well just on the fly. And at the end, I was like, what did you do to prepare for that? Because I can maybe take off one mark or two marks just to give you an area to improve. And she was like, I was off sick and all I did was learn verbs. She was like, I just learned them. I sat down, I made sure they came out right, that everything sounded natural when I was saying it. And every sentence that she, like, that she said, every answer that she gave me was just absolutely immaculate. So even though it's not the most interesting part of language, and even though I've talked about how interesting it can be and how much fun you can have with language, to get that foundation really, really strong, you need to make sure that you know your verbs, okay? Um, and also when to use each tense. I suppose with that as well, a lot of the students not ignore the fact, I just don't think we highlight the fact that the comprehensions are worth quite a lot of marks. So we've got the reading comprehensions and the listening comprehension, and together that's 50% of your grade. So if you're not working on those, like we spend ages practicing for the oral, we spend ages practicing for the written pieces, like students will get super stressed about essays. But that's only 50% of your grade. That's only what you should, like you should only be spending half of your time on that. So half of your time should be spent on comprehensions. And I think that, like, I hate to be the person, I have like a Quizlet that has all of the vocab from it, but that is a tool that you should be using all of the time. Um, it's just Miss Weddle on, on Quizlet MS. Um, and I think going through the words, making sure that you know, like even, you know, give it a practice when you're doing the comprehension, go, I didn't know these 50 words. And you know, the first time you do it, it probably will be 50 words that you don't know. Um, and I always talk about like, you know, trust the process and language learning is a process and languages are alive and you have to kind of learn to commit that to memory. And it's like when you learn a new word for something and you go, oh, I actually really like the way that sounds. And you find yourself using it like ironically at first. And then after a while you're using the word unironically. That's the process of how you are actually learning French as well. Um, sort of try and bring in a new word, try and use it. Like you find a new word in your comprehension, try and use it in a written piece, try and use it in your oral. And then one day it will just be part of the vocab that you use. Um, I suppose that's a lot of me just like talking, like pontificating at you on how to study languages. But, you know, by learning that vocab, by doing the, the comprehensions that actually come up in the exams, 
you're going to just be prepping yourself for doing well in the actual exam you know what I mean like preparation is so key with the leave insert because of how structured everything is and I think I've saved it for last because it's the first thing that we'll see or you know in terms of exams so it makes sense for us to kind of chat about it now but the oral gets students so stressed like they really do be just absolutely losing their minds about it and I, su I suppose you go in it's not like you go in with 100 and the examiner is trying to take marks off you you go in with nothing and everything you do right the examiner can bring you up from there so you are rewarded for doing well rather than penalized for doing badly if that makes sense and I think that's something that's really important to try and remember as you study um with that as well I kind of turn around I'd, I would imagine now it's at this point most of you will have done a CBA and I always say in class everyone goes nah hardly I stood up and just did that on the day but in terms of your presentation like you would never go yeah I'm going to talk about this and not have something prepped and it's exactly the same for the oral you wouldn't go in and sit down for 10 minutes and not have kind of an idea of what you want to talk about so at this end of the year what you can be doing is looking for like we're kind of like I said halfway through I think I think this comes at the beginning of October halfway through the first term so look for docu like a topic for your document like don't pick that last minute and go I actually I'm going to do one that's perfect plan it now so that by the time the oral comes around you are like I am so prepared for this okay um you know if you find a nice expression or a nice word in a comprehension like overlapping your vocab makes your life so much easier and I know it sounds so lame and I know you're gonna hear it and be like I'm hardly doing that but like take a recording of you saying something out loud like record you talking about like you know break it down into segments moi-même ma famille ma maison mon quartier and all of that and just record what you're saying and then listen to it back because that is the quickest way for you to go oh I actually don't like the way I do that or I must work on pronouncing like the or sound or you know like a lot of feedback is like you know that kind of really really like it can be like très can be quite hard for people to say so if you're starting from the very beginning practicing that you know okay that's something I'm going to work on from right now and it's all about being prepared so I think you know what you really don't want to be doing is learning essays off and learning massive kind of long spiels for the oral because the examiner will hear that straight away and they'll go absolutely not I'm putting a stop to this right now um and you'll get kind of a question to interrupt your flow and again kind of just remember if you do get that and I'll talk about this more when we kind of look at the oral you are not being you're not in trouble they're not asking you a hard question to trip you up they're just making sure that you haven't learned off all your answers basically um so that's really it like that's that's a look at French that's kind of where it can take you and and what at this point we should be looking at I think at this point all you need to be doing is organizing yourself starting to look at vocab that comes up really really often starting to look at okay can I say things out loud can I put this sentence together and if you start with that kind of moving on make a really good study plan for that then by the time you're kind of looking at mocks or you know you're getting to the oral you've had plenty of time to practice and hopefully it'll take some of that stress off <laughs>